Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za or more. It's a lacquer warm hearty welcome to you, our listener, to our audience out there. Uh, this is another technical discussion with our technical guru, Mr. Richard Bailey, in studio with me today. And uh, the topic that we're going to discuss today is the second in our new series of safety tips for consumers. And this time around, we're going to talk about sanitary wear and tap maintenance. Richard, thanks, Stack, for joining me today. All right, Willem. No, it's an absolute pleasure, as always. And um, glad to be back for, for another one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think these ones specifically, uh, you know, they carry a lot of value, not only to the plumbers, but so much for the, uh, for the consumer out there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I mean, this is, we say it time and time again, but this is how we try to gear the discussions so that it's uh, not just a bunch of technical jargon that consumers can't necessarily understand. We try and include um, a lot of useful information for the consumers out there as well. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Richard, so in the first round in which we had a discussion uh, around safety tips for the consumers, we discussed loose sanitary wear and the risks that are associated with them. And in this specific uh, episode or this round of uh, safety tips for the consumers, we're talking about sanitary wear and tap maintenance specifically. What, what, can you just tell me what is meant by the term sanitary wear yeah so just as an introduction i mean we we must assume that uh, the person listening to this hasn't you know listened to any other this could be the very first so we need to introduce the concept of sanitary wear mm. and what we mean by it and that is uh you know it's it's usually meant to describe all of the um the uh, uh fixtures that one would find in a bathroom or a kitchen for example for example your basin your bath your toilet your kitchen sink the the sanitary wear um, traditionally is something that you would look at and say, oh, it's made of porcelain. But these days, there's all kinds of different materials. So, so, so basically, mm. your fixtures, your 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 sanitary fixtures, is what we're referring to. Tap wear is different, and we'll touch on that in a in a bit. But the sanitary fixtures are these items that you go to the uh, plumbing supplier and you say, I would like a bathroom suite, and that would include your shower enclosure your bath your uh, toilet your basin etc and that's what we would call sanitary wear i mean it includes materials these things have been you know if you look around the high-end shops you will find some exquisite uh, types of uh, sanitary wear and really beautiful stuff all the way from copper to stainless steel to glass to ceramic to uh, stone to porcelain, which is the more um, uh, sort of conventional, and resin compounds and composites, 
they, they, I've seen wooden baths, guys that have made wooden baths and quite professionally done, I must say, and they're not cheap. Uh, imagine a wooden bath. But yeah, that's, a, that's, that's another discussion. But that's what we mean by sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never seen a wooden bath. There's a guy here locally in Cape Town um, that that uh, manufactures. Uh, I'm not going to say dozens, but I'd probably say uh, three or four at a time. If you go to his workshop, he's probably got three or four on a production line sure. uh, at any given time, and they go out. You know, one a week, one a one every two weeks. Off it goes, and they're not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. Sanitary wear, you said, they, they, you know, they're made of a, a variety of materials and, and, and uh, you've mentioned a, a few examples thereof. But how would, you know, how are these things mo- maintained? How do you maintain a porcelain item, for, for example? There's not much that can go wrong yeah. with, with an inert piece of porcelain, is there? No, exactly. So when, when we say maintain... Sanitary wear. We don't mean that if your toilet cracks in half, uh, we must know how to glue it back together. So that's <laughs> because that's that's not the maintenance that we're talking about. What we mean is when we maintain sanitary wear, it's the installation that needs to be maintained. There are a number of mm. uh, contact points between the sanitary fixture and plumbing supply. Uh, whether it's water supply or waste takeaway, there's a couple of contact points. Those joints need to be made correctly, etc. So it's the installation that we talk about um, when we talk about maintenance. Hmm. Can Can you give a couple of examples of that, Richard? Yeah. So I mean, in a previous podcast, we spoke about loose. Fixtures, that's an obvious one. If the thing is loose, it's going to cause some sort of damage somewhere. You know, mm. keep bear in mind that as I said, there's a couple of hard, some very often hard contact points between water supply and waste takeaway, which means mm. that if things start to shake around, those start those could start leaking. And leaks are not only unsightly and, and wasteful, but they cause a lot of damage uh, and they can cause damage to cupboards and other stuff as well. And I mean, I don't have to explain to you. Uh, long-term, very, very slow leaks can cause mold, which I think we've also mentioned previously, which is a not mm. a nice thing to have hanging around in a bathroom somewhere, especially if it's an enclosed bathroom. And if it's in like severe cases, I've seen sanitary fixtures that are completely loose and the actual thing is going to be damaged. The, the porcelain itself cracks or the, uh, the acrylic mm. basin itself pulls apart and the tap pulls out or whatever the case may be. So for obvious reasons, loose fixtures is a problem. We also spoke about previously in a previous podcast, we spoke about water tightness. In other words, the, the, the fixture is designed to keep water within a specific area. If it's a basin, we, we, it comes out of the tap. It's designed to kind of keep mostly within the bowl, but splashes onto the top of the basin. We don't want that water, for example, finding its way into the cupboard underneath the basin. So that's yeah. that water tightness is what I mean. So that speaks to the insta- installation. If the um, sealant or the installation against the back of the wall is not good, or the, the sealant between the basin and the cupboard that it's sitting on is not good. These are the types of things that can get, um, that can cause damage, sometimes catastrophic, sometimes very long-term over a number of months or years, and it can cause gradual but, but severe damage. Think of a kitchen 
cupboard as well. You know, water, very water in, uh, well, let's call it a wet area, very wet area is the kitchen sink. And if the seal between the sink and the top of the cupboard is not good, water will find its way underneath into the um, carcass of the cupboard. And those cupboards are usually made out of uh, chipboard. Not all, but some, most are. And that, of course, swells up and that's a bit of a disaster. A common sort of misconception, and I I think this is quite important for a consumer to recognize, and and because we're always looking for the a, a a job or a, a repair or a service to be done at a very reasonable cost or at least the lowest cost that we can possibly find. However, it's important to recognize that if you're trying to properly re- rectify or repair a leaking or a loose sanitary fixture, such as a sink or a basin, for example, or even a toilet for that matter, it's very often most times impossible to do so effectively without removing the whole thing. You've got to take it out completely Mm. and start from scratch if you want to do it properly. So just be aware that when a plumber comes to you and says, I've got to remove this thing. We've got to clean it up. We've got to replace this and that and that that's damaged. And then we start from scratch. He's not trying to milk the situation. He's actually trying to give you the best advice and do the, do the right thing Mm. in order to get it um, fixed for long periods, you know, for 10 years down the line. If we come with band-aids and plasters, it'll work for two weeks and then you've got the same problem again. In the long term, it's just going to cost you more and more because you have to call out people to come and fix it again and again and again. That's right. And and two or three of those repairs will cost exactly the same as a proper repair in the first place. Mm. And, and And with much more frustration added. So... It's not just a matter, and it's just a, this. This is just a little bit of useful information, as I said, for the consumers. Not just a matter of coming in with some silicon and sealing around it. Sometimes that works just fine. Don't get me wrong, but often you need to go the extra mile. Make sure that you've addressed all the issues. Make sure that you've addressed the 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 securely the securing of the thing to the wall, and if they, you know, and so you dress it from top to bottom. So that would be my my advice: is is don't skimp on the methodology of repair. But the, the, Richard, the, other, the fact is also that... Yeah, carry on. Carry on. The, the fact is also that in, in many instances, uh, the consumer would try to maintain something themselves. Um, and it may be something that they don't necessarily have the correct knowledge about in order for them to properly maintain. Yeah. And, you know, we're all guilty of this as, as consumers, myself included. When I want to try and repair something that I have in my home, I go to YouTube or I go to um, the the specialist who I think is the specialist. If it's a lawnmower, I go and speak to lawnmower mecca and uh, and ask them, and then I try and do it myself. So, but sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. Um, just recognize your own limitations and remember that uh, you know if you're going to start working on dangerous stuff like waste and sewer and that sort of thing, because that is dangerous, you're going to put yourself in a little bit of a risky situation. But having said that, by all means, consult an expert and, and use proper uh, fixtures and fittings. That leads me into my next point, because often we will go, as I said, consult the experts, and often that expert is perceived to be the person behind the counter at your local hardware store. And let me tell you, Willem, not many of them are experts. With all and great respect to them, 
um, as human beings, but they are not plumbing experts. This is the key. Right, let me just get that straight. They're not plumbing experts, so they don't have the correct advice to give you. So when they say to you, this product will uh, solve all your issues and it'll do just just take that with a pinch of salt and do your own research a little bit better than that. A case in point would be, yeah. um, and, and this is just an example, you know, the waste trap underneath a basin, for example, or the pan connector at the back of a, of a toilet pan, when those start to leak, we love, and everybody loves the idea of a nice flexible trap to be able to just put in there very easily without too much effort. Now, for example, those traps are not are not mm. compliant. They 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 cannot be, um, well, they can be used and they are effective for a certain period of time, but they are non-compliant. So now you want to sell the house, a plumber picks it up and he says, ah, this is non-compliant and you've got to change them anyway. So there's a case in point where it might mm. seem like an easy correct fix at the time, but in fact, it's not. So have your facts straight and uh, just find out the right, from the right people in the first place. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. This year, various role players in the plumbing industry will gather once more for an ultimate boxing showdown. And it's all in the name of charity. Yes, the plumbing industry is gearing up for this year's Champions for Charity boxing match. This white-collar boxing event will ultimately see various average Joes step into the ring and give boxing a bash. If you want to find out more about sponsorships or want to get involved, please email c4c at pirb.co.za for more. Just, uh, I, I just want to mention to to our our audience, to the listener out there, if you're not aware of uh, the fact that a certain, you know, plumbing equipment, plumbing installations should uh, be compliant. You, Richard used the word non-compliant. That refers to the fact that they have to be compliant with the applicable national standards uh, or SANS standards, as we refer to them. And um, if if they are not compliant. Uh, you know, you you won't you won't necessarily receive a compliance certificate for them. Is that correct, Richard? That, that's hundred percent right. You know, plumbing is a protected trade, and it is um, it is subject to um, a set of national standards, as you've said. And um, plumbing, not only the installation practices and the methodologies need to comply with these, but the products themselves also need to comply with certain product standards. Mm. And that's what I was referring to. So uh, you will find very clearly stated in the drainage standards, uh, I'm not going to get into details, but it says mm-hmm. Constantina tra- type traps are not acceptable. They are very specific mm-hmm. with that because it's a it's a restriction, it, it's not a smooth bore inside, it's a reduction of diameter, etc. So mm-hmm. it might seem like a silly detail, but the fact is that it's non-compliant. So it's just mm-hmm. an illustrator, I'm trying to illustrate to you that it's always uh, worth your while to seek a second and perhaps even a third opinion from somebody who really knows their stuff. Mm. Richard, you also mentioned when we just started off with this episode that you are or we will include taps in this episode. Yeah. What is important about taps? Yeah, and uh, forgive me again for stating the obvious, but um, uh, you know, leaking or misbehaving taps uh, can be cause for um, 
lots of problems. Water wastage, um, which is a concern in and of itself. But if it's hot water, for example, it's energy wastage as well. Um, there are very many types of taps on the market with different types of mechanisms and a huge array of quality um, you know, um, levels, should we say. There are some fantastically uh, solid taps that will last for 15, 20 years, and there are some that will realistically only last for five or six uh, if you're lucky. So, the, so it's impossible to go into every single method of maintaining these things. But, you know, there are certain expectations when you use a product and a tap is no different. So when the thing starts to misbehave, for example, if it becomes tight uh, or starts to squeak when you turn it or it becomes more difficult to turn it or, or lift it or it's its range of movement changes, or it's leaking, which is the most obvious thing, a dripping tap, we're all familiar with that. Or mm -hmm. perhaps if the entire tap itself is loose, uh, these are all signs that should, you know, it should prompt you into maintaining or start, starting to maintain the, the, the product itself. Um, mm -hmm. As I said, there are a lot of taps that are on the market that don't quite stack up when it comes to the quality thing. So you can start to expect after a number of years that they start to, their performance uh, uh, goes backwards a little bit. But um, very often it can be sorted out with a good qualified guy that knows what he's doing and, and doing do, to do some maintenance on it will sort it. Richard, so what, what should be done? So, yeah, they, look, as I said, there's a different, there's all different kinds of taps, but single lever mixes are quite ubiquitous. And I think they are found in most homes. So things like the cartridge, there's a cartridge inside those mixes that can be easily replaced. It's an entire unit which can be which can pop out and pop back in. Uh, there's O-rings within uh, the spouts, for example. Not very many other moving parts with uh, single lever mixes apart from the cartridges. Again, you'll find that the better quality ones will last for 10, 12 years. And the other ones will start to squeak and be very difficult to move quite quickly. And just know that you can replace those cartridges. The other thing which is very common for all mixes, um, well, most mixes, they have little aerator at the end of the spout where the water comes out. Uh, a lot of times if the, if, the, if the water comes out in a stream that has got little tiny air bubbles in it, that is as a result of an aerator. And that aerator gets dirty very quickly, and uh, you can easily unscrew it and, and rectify, or at least um, clean that out and rectify any flow issues. The entire mixer is secured to whatever it is installed in, like, for example, a basin or a sink, by means of some sort of a back nut uh, arrangement underneath on a threaded rod. Various mixers have got various designs, but essentially... There's, an, there's a fixation underneath which is accessible and you can mm -hmm. get to it and you can tighten it. And if it's stripped out, you can actually replace the entire thing. Again, mm -hmm. sometimes it's a job that would need a professional, but you probably could attempt it on your own if you technically mind it. So those all things are, um, are doable and it's accessible and you could try and rectify that. So we, we, we just discussed uh, mixes now, whether they be single lever mixes or so. Uh, but what about normal taps? Yeah, normal taps um, is also another sort of a generic term. I would guess old-fashioned 
action taps is more accurate to describe them. The ones with the normal mm -hmm. handles that you turn uh, anti-clockwise to open and clockwise to close. And those, now, I haven't even covered other stuff, which I'll mention in a minute, but those have got uh, um, components in them that are all replaceable. Most of them are serviceable in terms of just cleaning, lubrication, etc. Things, again, like O-rings, um, I'm going to use a technical term now, it's called a packing gland, which is something that um, will be sold to you over the counter quite easily, and you'll understand what it's for. I'm not going to get into it now. But the tap washer can be replaced as well. Um, these things are all doable. Things like um, ceramic quarter-turn cartridges, uh, if you've got a very, very fancy tap, and the tap is only what we call a quarter-turn. It's 90-degree open and close. That has a little cartridge of its own in there, which can be replaced easily or serviced sometimes under special, well, and for certain things it can be serviced, not always. Um, things like demand-type taps and metering taps. Those are specialist, quite specialist um, items and cannot be serviced. Those you will need to remove the entire cartridge and replace it with new. Unless you are uh, the designer of that particular tap, I wouldn't advise you to try and rectify it um, at all. I would just take it to a specialist or call a specialist out and have them have them rectified. But again, Willem, you know, with everything, it's common sense. If the if the an, any kind of tap which is affixed to a sanitary fixture like a basin, bath, uh, uh, sink, etc. If they are starting to come loose, uh, there are ways in which to tighten them. If they are blocked from on the outlet and it comes through an aerator, they're all removable. They're all um, replaceable or or cleanable. So these a lot of these things can be done on their own. But just my advice would be to use common sense. In other words, if the um, if if something feels kind of wrong, then it probably is, and just uh, have it seen to before it gets too late. Absolutely. Richard, uh, thanks a stack for, once again for having joined me in this, in this episode. And, um, you know, we do, we do believe that this will carry a lot of value to our listener out there, to you, the listener out there. Uh, whether you're a layman or whether you are already working in the plumbing sector as a plumber, we do know that this is going to carry a lot of value to you. Yeah, no, absolutely, Willem. As we've said, um, you know, time and time before is uh, this is kind of geared towards the consumer, just giving them high level advice, uh, what to do. And I hope it does carry some value. Thanks very much. Yeah. Awesome. And then lastly, thanks a stack to you, our listener. Thanks for joining in and listening to this episode. We will definitely chat to you again next time. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.